Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter or leave them on your Facebook. We'll see them. Monkey, monkey, monkey. <laughs> Why don't people say monkey, monkey, monkey? Better than check. Monkey, check. Monkey has a K. Monkey. Is the K the important part? Check. Yeah, it's like a level, like a spectrum of noises. Monkey. Monkey, monkey, monkey. I feel like it should be something with P's and S's because those are what sound the worst. Monkey pop. Uh, I took a picture in, with Sierra. We were in matching shirts. And my mother goes... You notice you have your shirt tucked in like a mom. And I was like, <laughs> I guess moms tuck their shirts in to show like, look, I still have a waist. <laughs> That's what I did. Oh, I thought it was so the baby wouldn't grab it. No, because she'll find something. Doesn't matter what it is. Hmm. I have a scratch on my chin because she's like, I got to get in your mouth and touch your teeth. And that's okay. This with is me. exactly what you do to Tianfu. So this is karma. Okay. It's funny you bring that up because I was thinking about that the other day because... I think it's very normal. I don't think it's specific to my baby. She makes like high-pitched screeching noises like, yeah! right? Because she's figuring out her voice. And my first thought was, oh my gosh, she's my daughter. Because like I make those noises in the house. Like I just do it. Whether I'm alone or people around, I don't think about it. But if you think about it, what's commonly told to moms is like, oh, it's payback. Or, oh, you're like, oh, you were this way when you were younger. Now it's payback. And if you think about like women live in this world of like, whatever you did, someone's going to get you for it. Oh, your little girl's a skank. That's because you were. Oh, she's a handful. That's because you were. And it's like that places so much blame and guilt on a child or a kid or a teenager for just figuring themselves out as if women need to be like this idea that women that karma has to come back and get them. You know, doesn't that make sense? Yeah. No, yeah, it does. It does. I mean, I think the way that people talk about daughters is always a little weird. Mothers and daughters is always a little fraught. Yeah. But I just, I like the idea that it's a call and response in your house and Tierra is like a pack of animals hearing a screech and doing a screech back. I wish. 
That's where we want to get to because right now it's just on her own, independent of any other noises. But I think about that, how like the commentary your whole life as a woman is like, you're going to get what you deserve. Oh, you're with someone ugly? That's because you were a slut. That's because you were a bitch. And it's like, when do we say any, like with guys, it's like, oh, he was a bit of a dog. Now he's got all girls. But that teaches you kindness. And with women, it's more like, yeah, that's what that slut, she had it coming. That's what she gets for taking a bite of that apple 2,000 years ago. (laughs) There's this weird hope that women will have difficult daughters to in some way punish them. And if anything, all it is is me understanding what my mom went through. I remember my mom being like, one day when you have a little girl, you'll understand. And now I feel that and it's from like a, oh my God, the world has opened up to me. Not from like a, wow, Oh, I'm tired. I I get it. No, oh, I deserve it. I hate this. Yeah. So just remember, almost everything comes out of racism or a hatred toward women. <laughs> almost everything. <laughs> like misogyny or racism. Is your is your ear okay? <laughs> My okay, you want something horrible? Yeah. Did you get infected? No, no. Ew, Emily, no. The new <laughs> the new types of earrings when they pierce your ears. Well, this is new, but this is what it's done. All the earrings I have now have flat backs. So it's like kind of a thicker post, but it's a flat back. It's not like the old school ones that are those little like eight looking things. So it's a flat. So it almost looks like a tiny nail head. And I was drying my body last night and the towel grabbed my earring in front and I moved (gasps) it and it pulled the entire flat part through my new piercing, (gasps) through the hole. And so it was stuck in my middle (gasps) ear, in my middle earth. It was stuck in the flesh. And I was like, oh my God. And Noah was like, are you okay? What happened? And I'm like, I can't explain it. You have to come in. And he had to like pop it back through. And it didn't hurt at that time, but it was still like, boo. Boo. I'm okay. Oh my God. And so now it's all crusty, which as we know, is like the most fun part to like pull out the crusties because it gets attached to your hair and then you pull it off the hair. Two for one. Oh my God. Whatever, <laughs> just being honest. So now that we're two women who deserve what's coming to us, <laughs> let's answer your questions about your mother-in-laws and your cousins. <laughs> We have an important follow-up. Oh, I love it. I don't it. know if y'all will, well, from someone else. I don't know if y'all will read this, but I had to say after the June 26th app, the lady with the constipated baby, LOL, I practice anesthesiology and kids will 100% get backed up if they hold it in. Oh. They do this a lot and then they're afraid to go because it will hurt. So they hold it some more oh. and become impacted. And then they have to come be sedated by me to get it out. The GI doctor literally has to fist them under sedation and get all the poop out. It's traumatic. You wouldn't believe how much they can keep in there. Okay. I believe all that except for the part where a grown man sticks his entire fist <laughs> up a child's asshole. Like, there, that's just, uh, if it's a female child, I could see that. I could see a man being like, what's the worst thing we could do? But that is, um, that kid's butthole would be stretched out for life. So while I object to the usage of the term fist, I do believe you got to finger that b-hole. Uh, but I didn't know that. I didn't know that you could, I, I just figured nature would take over. No, I guess it makes sense that you would then hold it some more because you're like, oh, it hurts. And it becomes impacted and calcified. And it like, I just thought your body would reabsorb it and you would just smell. (laughs) (laughs) Like you just have like shit coming out of your armpits. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for, (laughs) thanks for all the follow-ups we've ever asked for. Thanks for that one. She's like, (laughs) check out this flex. (laughs) Hi, Eliza and company. Salutations to Tianfu and Little Sierra. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to a story about my mom. Context. 
I'm a male. My wife and I are mid-30s, have been married for 14 years. We have two kids where one is a toddler and the other is a teenager. We've recently experienced a major faith crisis as a family, Mormon, but have only told a few family members outright while others have gotten enough details to figure it out. One of these is my widowed mom who is particularly distraught over her son losing his way. The issue— What did he have? Did he have coffee? Our question asker is the son. Okay. The issue, my mom lives alone and keeps inviting herself to live with us a few months. I even recruited my older siblings to encourage us to consider it. It's very messed up, but we don't appreciate it. We've told them both no very clearly because that's not what we need in life. This may sound like the matter is solved, but this is now the fifth time we've had this thrown at us in the last year. The question, how do you tell your own family that no means no and to respect such a drastic decision as a shift in the family's religious heritage? Any advice? Wait, and then I'm, hold on. You're like blowing through this and like, I don't even, <laughs> they've asked several times. Mom's been like, I want to come live with you. Yeah, mom and siblings are trying to get mom to come live with them after they've decided they're no longer Mormon. So clearly mom wants to come change that and nobody's like listening oh, to I didn't them. Read They're just like, that. oh, we got to we got to get in there and fix so this. So not only this does your mom want to lost its way. Mom wants to come proselytize. It's like it's bad enough having your mom live with you. She also wants to like bang yeah. a bible. Okay. All right. 100%. Also, uh loved your show in Phoenix several months back. Can't wait for the Netflix special. Insert goat sound here. Is there a chance that I didn't fully absorb the question because I was busy staring at how thin my shoulders look in the computer? Maybe. But now that I've fully seen how thin they look and I'm, <laughs> and I'm loving it. Look, that's a good, that tank top is a good look on you. Thank you. Everyone's just got to get uh, a 12-year-old Lululemon tank top to really be the bell of the ball. Um, <laughs> man, that's, that's brutal. You sure it's because of that? She doesn't want to just be with you? She have her own house? I mean, even if she wants to be with them, I think that right. is definitely a big factor in why it would be a nightmare. Uh. If she didn't care at all about the religion and just wanted to live with you, would you be okay with it? I feel like still no, right? I mean, what's, I, you know, you got to have a come to Jesus or a come to the angel Maroney, however you want to, or a come to Jenna Maroney if you love 30 <laughs> Rock. Sorry if that's blasphemous. Sorry, not sorry. You got to sit everyone down or just mom and be like, this is now the fifth time you asked, what is going on? Because then she'll have to say, you you put it point blank. Then she'll have to say, I don't like that you've lost your way. And you explain to her, we are going to have to agree to disagree and move forward. But you moving in with us, we don't need to, we're not heathens that need to be converted or brought back. We are fine. So you need to figure out a way to get right with God and be okay with that. You're always welcome for holidays. We want to see you, but it cannot be this. You got to dig your heels in. I find that a lot of people write in about like a religious thing and or even like accepting that your kid is gay or something and parents that don't kind of like slowly come around to it because she wants to see her grandkids. But you just got to You got to you got to nip it in the bud and just be like, that's not an option. And we don't appreciate it. So how can we move forward? Because we love you and we want to see you. Now let's all go to a soda shop. Right. You need to talk to the siblings also separately. The siblings would be like, why don't you have mom move in with you? Why are you trying to like- Yeah, you got to- I'm saying talk with everyone. I'm saying talk with everyone and lay it out. At the same time? These are fucking one fell swoop. Be like, these are not our religious beliefs. You guys keep- Or you can talk to them separately. Be like, you guys keep pressuring us, but mom wants to move in because she thinks we've lost her our way. It's incredibly dehumanizing. 
and because they may not know. They're probably just thinking like, why are you denying mom? And it's like, why don't you let her move in? I say, talk with everyone and be like, be steadfast in your beliefs. Be This is the thing we always come back to is people being less willing to affirm their beliefs to someone who's accusing you of not being a believer. You have to be as steadfast in your new, newly realized religious convictions or le- or just convictions as she is in hers. Uh-huh. It can't be like a, a t- tiptoe around it kind of thing. Blow yeah. it open. Yeah, I mean, you've told her no five other times. It can't get any harder to say no. And you say- keep saying it, get easier. Be like, this is these are our choices just as you have your choices. And if we find out that you're like trying to insert this religion into our kids, into is a bad, uh, bad verb. But yeah. like, we will not be happy about it. You got to let her know, like, we love you. You're Meemaw, come on by. You got to take it easy. Yeah. Be like, I also received a divine prophet while I was under a tree. And it said, fucking chill out. <laughs> I just can't find those I tablets. Love, I would love if some, if a religious figure was like, just chill out. Just take it easy. I feel like that's what Buddha said. Cool it. It's like, take it squeezy. Oh, hi, Gracie. I've never really looked you in the face. <laughs> there she is. Oh, she's out of here. Oh, oh I acknowledged she her. Like she's it. out of here. <laughs> Somehow, even with my headphones on, she felt that she was being seen and enjoyed. And she was like, oh, no, I was here to mess up the podcast. Fine, get out of here, you old hunchback. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here's a fun exercise. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I bet you nobody would say, um, I'd spend it thinking about things I can't change. I'd spend it having crippling anxiety. No, you'd say like, I'd go for a run or I'd spend time with my hobby or I'd pet my dog's tongue. A lot of us spend our times wishing we had more time. And the question is, what do you want to make more time for? I bet the answer for a lot of people is your friends, your family, relaxing. Well, therapy can help you clear some space mentally so you can find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. Think about therapy like housekeeping for your brain. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to betterhelp.com. And you fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. No more driving across town. No more stressing out. BetterHelp makes it easy for you to get the therapy that you would like. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com Eliza. There are a lot of people who speak Spanish in my life and they're teaching my daughter Spanish. And quite frankly, I want to keep up. Yes, I took Spanish in school, but I want my Spanish to get better. I don't want it to just be bueno. I want it to be muy bueno. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. Choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. So you sound like a local, not an android. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and can be used on desktop or as an app with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. 
For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high-quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic, pared-down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. Hey there, AI <laughs> gang. I'm a 30-year-old female that's been following your podcast and specials for the past couple of years. And this person's name is Molly. I'm a graduate student, though in plant ecology and not nursing. I know Eliza is a big proponent of a quality skincare routine, so I'm hoping she can lend some advice on dealing with under-eye circles. Oh, boy. (laughs) Up until recently, I've had some darkness under my eyes. I've been able to cover well with concealer, but following an insane work schedule the past several months— the area around my eyes is deep and darkened, and for the first time, my under-eye bags haven't improved with a better sleep routine after work pressure has let up. I'm sure the aging process is working against me now that I've hit 30, and after this last punishing semester, concealer just isn't cutting it. I started using a 5% caffeine serum a little over a month ago, but it hasn't put much of a dent in the problem. Do you have any suggestions for reducing under-eye baggage to avoid looking like a zombie? Any advice appreciated? Signed, Molly, a very busy and tired grad student. Uh, first of all, I'm not trying to scare you. Make sure it's not a liver thing. Oh, boy. Because that is like how it manifests. Make sure you got an okay liver. Um, I don't know. Part of me thinks some of these things, health and beauty wants you to think you can cure. Mm. Dark circles are different than bags. I am not a doctor. But like one is puffiness and water retention and exhaustion. One could be genetic. Some people just have them. So I would go see a doctor. I know that uh, I enjoy gua sha for like like brightening up my face. The old school Hollywood thing is like dunking like um, mommy dearest style is putting your face in a bowl of ice water. I think estheticians will tell you not to do that. Like don't put ice on your face because you might break capillaries. I've never had them break. Um... I saw something online that was honey and coffee grounds under your eyes. You might want to look up the recipe. I mean, you could- What are those things you use, those gold things? Do you still, do those have to do with bags? Or the gold things are half bullshit, half something. It, they're hydration. You put, it's not even necessarily gold, just under eye patches. Just anytime you're getting your makeup done, that's to like firm it up or depuff. Because I think depuffing and, and circles are two different things. And maybe it's something mm-hmm. that isn't cured just because you get some sleep like over a couple of days. So there's so many, there's brightness, there's hydration, there's whatever. At the very least, you can always use color correcting uh, makeup. 
So like if you have red on your face, you can use green. Um, and you can buy these palettes like at CVS. You'll see them sometimes. Um, you can use green. And if you have purple under eye circles, I think you can use like red. Different skin tones use different mm. things. But that, a little dab of that kind of corrects it. Um, other than that, I would consult a physician. I would consult a zoologist. <laughs> oh, I had real bad bags last week and I just powered through. I never, I just, I know, I don't know. And also like salt retention. There's all kinds of stuff. I bought an eye cream in Berlin and for some reason it hasn't run out and I don't know what it says. I don't know what's in it. I bought it and it was very expensive after a facial and I don't want to stop using it. I don't even know if it's working. I just know that it was expensive and it's German and I'm not going to stop till it's all gone. So there do, you, go. you can always do that. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Try the color correcting thing at the very least. That's the one thing you can always control is the color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I vote ice. I'm not a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. I vote put some ice, cold spoons. See what happens. Make sure it doesn't stick to your skin. Spoons in ice water. Moving. You want to like move the fluid around too. And like a nice little eye massage works. Make sure that there's oil so you're not pulling at your skin. Mm. Stand upside. Stand on your head. Get that blood flow. It's all about blood flow. Hey, guys. I like how I'm like, I don't know what to do. Here's 15 things. <laughs> Here's the, just, just Google eye bags that do everything on the list. Some people just have eye bags, but it sounds like you might be tired or have fatty liver. I'm just kidding. But, oh but check it out. Okay. <laughs> hey, guys. I have a wedding question for you. My dad got remarried about 10 years ago, and along with a new stepmom came her kids as well. We are all about one year apart. There are two stepbrothers who are older and one stepsister who is now the youngest of the family. Things haven't been great with my relationship with the stepsister. It's been rocky from the start, and she always gets whatever she wants. She once even stopped talking to me for two years because we disagreed on something. Recently, she did get a divorce and has had a new boyfriend for a couple of months who I've never met. The other day, I got a text from my stepmom asking if she can bring her new boyfriend to my wedding in a month. Oh! I I flat out said no, and there is no more room for plus ones as our venue is full. And between us, I don't want a complete stranger at our wedding. I'm worried this will cause drama with the family because I am such a people pleaser. Should I just bite the bullet and let him join or stick to my choice and not let him come? I just don't want to start drama with her again. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He would be invited if they'd been dating longer and if you guys were cool. There is a part of you, and I totally get it, and I cannot fault you for it because I've pulled stuff like this too. There is a part of you that's like, no, fuck you. You've never been cool. I don't enjoy you, so I'm limiting your freedom as much as I can. And it's under the guise of like no plus ones. Whereas if she were dope and it's it's also the fact that, like you said, they've only been dating, what, two months? Yeah. And this, I think the fact that the stepmother is asking for her right. would really rub me the wrong way. It also is like, look, you bring a plus one when you don't know anyone or it's all your couple's friends, you're with your family. You can go yeah, alone. Yeah. So the other thing is, you know, you almost want to say like, great, if you're still together in six months when this wedding is happening, great. So you might want to put that in your back pocket. At the very least, I guess if you wanted to be gracious, you could say, we need to see how many people are RSVPing and what this budget rounds out to and if there's room. Uh. Or you can flat out just be like, I don't know him. I don't want a stranger there. And they've only been together a few months. Right. Like would, if if someone else asks for a plus one, are they going to get one? Or are you actually, if you're, 
thing is full. It's full. Is it? Okay. You got to get, you got to get right with yourself. You have to answer these questions. Is it truly full? Do you not really have the money for it? If all things were different and they'd been together a year, would you be okay with it? If she had asked you herself, would that, because that's such a little girl thing. Like I'm going to have my mom ask. So this is coming to it. This is your way of being like, you've never been cool. The other version is she's the cool one. You're not. And like, you're always awful to her. So there's a lot of variables here. You will, I can tell already, you will end up allowing him. Um, And the truth is, I will say this, there are people, and you won't know this till you get married. There are friends of yours you're going to invite. And in two years, you'll be like, I don't even know them. So I understand it feels creepy with the stranger thing. He's not going to do anything. He's going to show up. Maybe he'll keep her occupied. Yeah, I think you're, I get it. I know that feeling of like, I don't want this person at my house. It's never going to be an issue. And have you met him? Maybe he's like a decent guy. You know, you need to answer all these things. Um, Hopefully for you, it, hopefully for you, you really do have no money <laughs> and it is a budgetary thing. Um, yeah. Make sure that you can accommodate all the guests you truly want there. At the very least, you can be like, hey, we're going to, we're going to work on it because we only have X amount and that's our budget. And then she'll say, didn't we have someone that, that volunteered to pay for their plus yeah. one? Didn't we have that once? And yeah. be prepared for that, which is so she tacky. She won't, but the mom will. Yep, 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 yep. And then you'd be like, great, give me $85 for this plate of cold fish. <laughs> the truth yeah. is, it's not going to matter if he's there. This is not about him. This is about you being like, you've been a B your whole life and I don't, you're going to let I him I don't want to accommodate you anymore. I feel yeah. you, dude. I get it. I feel you. In the end, it will have not been a big deal and you'll be so busy you won't even pay attention. It's the principle of the matter though. And, and, I, and I'm on your side. I get it. I'm gonna have a wedding just so I can not invite people. There you go. And, <laughs> and you're like, I won't even have a groom and no dress and we'll just watch <laughs> Lethal Weapon 12 in my living room. So it's Tuesday. No, there's no women in those movies. <laughs> That's true. You're like, we'll just watch Little Women, which is all women, but they're tiny. And Timothy Chalamet, <laughs> who has feminine features. Okay. Hi, Eliza. Team, I love your podcast. It's hilarious. I need some advice. I've been with my partner for a long time, living together for around a year. For a lot of the relationship, she has been the more dominant partner. She's always pursued me, initiated romance, taken on the traditional, quote, male role. However, Wait, she's expressed that a, we are both is, women, oh, just, and therefore— oh, Right. It'd be a lot funnier if it was a guy writing in. I at first I was dominant just reading girlfriend. it was. Yeah. <laughs> she's a real beast. We're both women. Okay, fine. <laughs> And therefore, sometimes she wants to be treated as such. She is comfortable most of the time being a more dominant personality, but there are some times that she wants to be pursued. Mm. I love her so much and absolutely want to do that for her, but I'm so unsure how to do that. I feel awkward and unsure of myself trying to initiate flirting or especially to initiate sex. We also have busy careers and our kids, so I'm not sure how to read when it's, quote, the right time. I want her to feel loved and pursued, but I don't want to pressure or approach at the wrong time and get rejected. Any advice would be great. Thank you. Oh my God. I'm, no, I'm, as a lesbian, here's, here's how you flirt with a lesbian. Are you asking me this? Cause I'm like a strong woman. I think it's just advice. I think this works for anyone where this person is like, you can initiate with your male partner too. Okay. Here's, here's the thing. Here's, here's what I don't know. You have kids together. You know each other yeah. so well. Why are you so nervous? Yeah, why? I'm wondering what's going on with that. Um, because she's a woman, the answer is there's never a good time. I'm busy. 
It's different. Pursuing a man is different because men are ready to go at all times, all the time, even if they are in full REM sleep, even if they're in a coma. But I think, you know, simply walk up behind her, give her a little kiss and a little hug and be like, ooh, you look nice today. You look good today. I am so uncomfortable giving this advice. I guess my bigger question is, and I always want you to listen to the podcast, why do you feel uncomfortable with your partner of X amount of years? Like, why do you, why do you feel uncomfortable? Like you're coming to like a third party and this is your wife, you know? Yeah. Are you, you're nervous about initiating because you don't, are you worried that she's going to reject you? Or are you worried that it's not really you're your, make her uncomfortable? Yeah. I mean, I think she's made it pretty clear. She's given you the green light to try it. And maybe it'll be like awkward when you're like, hey, what's up? I am uncomfortable. <laughs> Instead of giggling in a corner like you, it sounds like you usually do. I feel like you're uncomfortable talking about this and I'm uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to be like, here's what you do. You slowly kiss her on the neck. And when she says, wait, you say, shut your mouth. And then you just overtake her. But I think, I, I, rem- remember, <laughs> she's still a woman. All women want to feel pretty and pursued and wanted. So you can do something cheesy like a bunch of rose petals and dead bugs leading up to the bed. You're overthinking it, I think. Yeah. Like, uh, have you never initiated with anyone? Like, you know, it's... Don't be lazy. Clearly your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Try it. See what happens. I think with the first time that you do it, you'll feel less awkward. The first time that you approach her, I think it'll kind of like... Don't make laugh. It, break the seal. Don't laugh. Because then... But it's okay if you both start laughing. No, it's not funny. It's serious one-on-one <laughs> lovemaking. Go watch All Fifty Shades of Grey. And then say to her, I'm not here to make... When she comes home, grab her EMT bag from her throat in the closet. And she'll be like, what are you doing? And you'll be like, I'm not here to make love. I'm here to fuck hard. And <laughs> Is then, that what they say in Fifty Shades of Grey? I think so. And I only know it because on TikTok, it's like a soundbite that really awful guys use. And they like barely lip sync to it. So it's just like lips flapping. <laughs> no. And it's like them showing off their katana sword collection in like a jewel tone button up shirt. <laughs> like a fedora. Um, Remember, she just wants to feel nice. So maybe it's a massage. Maybe it's while she's carrying something heavy. Who knows? Yeah. You Emily, just gotta do it. Emily, how would you like to be come come on to, came on to? How would you like that? Go on. Nicely. Nicely. Like a handshake? Yeah. And a crossing guard? Go up to her. Go up to her and give her a firm handshake. With your mouth on her privates. Right, Emily? What, Did you what say it, a crossing guard? Yeah, like it's a nice girl. Like, come on this way. I was just trying to think of nice things. Oh, I was thinking of those plain sticks. Emily, if someone... You're thinking of color guard. Emily, if someone was going to... Oh, you're thinking of the airplane people. If someone's going to come on to you, Emily, and you're both... Listen, you're both sitting on the couch watching your Blu-ray of caged heat. How would you like that person to come on to you? I, I, oh, I don't know. What if this is when we find out you are like the dirtiest? She's like, <laughs> grab my neck, something really spit in my mouth. <laughs> Tell me I'm you awful. Know that happened in your favorite film that you won't watch, Disobedience. Whatever. Watch Disobedience together. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> then- Emily's like, how do I dodge this question so my former boss and friend will still know nothing about me and my sexual habits? Kick it. <laughs> your mystery. Uh, I like a little mystery. Mm-hmm. 
Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, and wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful, and it's soft and it's fluffy, so it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. It's hard to take care of your hair when there's, quite frankly, too many options. Of course, you're skeptical. Everything promises to give you all the answers you ever wanted that genetics couldn't give you. But when pros says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Every bottle of pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. I love that pros goes in depth. I mean, they asked me my zip code to understand how the water in my area affects my hair. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love the results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash askaliza. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash askaliza for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash askaliza. Okay, are you ready for AIATA, AITA, AIA? AIATA, AIA. I pulled a controversial one this week, so I sorted by controversial. I didn't sort by most upvotes, okay? Okay. So this isn't as obvious. It's kind of obvious, but AITA for critiquing a eulogy my brother asked me <laughs> to edit. <laughs> I'm the writer in the family. Ever since I remember, family and friends have been coming to me for writing advice, whether it be college papers or cover letters or even wedding vows. I'm always happy to help, even though most of them are college-educated adults who should know what a comma splice is by now. Rare. Fast forward to a few days ago when my brother's best friend passed. My brother is, of course, in shambles, and he's adamant about giving the eulogy, even though he's blue-collar. Ew, this person is a jerk. <laughs> Yeah, this person is a monster. It makes it... I like when they're a little more, like, iffy, but this person's such a monster, it can't even be... Also, you ever hear of the blue-collar comedy tour? Those guys are able to string a couple of cohesive sentences together. (laughs) Anyhow. He came to me and asked me to edit it because he wanted to make sure he did his friend proud. I agreed because he's my brother and I'm a talented editor. And he sent me his first draft over email. And it was, well, terrible. This may sound harsh, but writing is my craft. And if you ask me to edit something, I'm going to edit it seriously and soberly, no matter what it is, eulogies included. And I think a second grader writing about the goldfish he flushed down the toilet could have evoked more emotion. So I basically told him as such, in kinder words, of course, because he's in a difficult place and I understand that. 
But I basically told him the truth, that it was structurally messy and thematically trite. Of course, I gave him myriad examples of how to develop the piece more coherently, but he was having none of it. He accused me of being condescending and inconsiderate and all this other bullshit, all because he asked for my help and I gave it to him. Now we're in what is probably the worst fight of our lives, just a few days before the funeral. So here are some notes that the person gave, okay? okay? They said, here are some of the notes my brother took exception to. It lacks concrete imagery or any real specific detail that paint a picture of his life. He was, quote, kind. He was, quote, thoughtful. This tells me nothing. What did he do that was thoughtful? What did he do that was kind? Similarly, using phrases like, give his shirt off his back is so cliche, it's almost insulting to his legacy. Give examples unique to him. It's way too choppy. Vary your sentence length. The audience won't connect with the piece at all if it's just composed of five-word sentences. The ending, quote, I will miss you and love you forever. This is just totally unimaginative and a terrible note to end on, devoid of any hope or celebration. Far too bleak. Try working in a quote to give the piece a bit more eloquence. I'd recommend an Irish writer, perhaps Yeats. Okay, cool, because your brother... Oh, geez, this guy is a pill. And your brother's going to read it as I Yeats? imagine this as a woman. Oh. I don't know if it's a man or a woman. I, I imagined it as a woman. It was I so why. condescending, and he's so proud of himself for knowing words like trite. I just assumed it was a man. <laughs> Okay, so this person is obviously the asshole, but I was thinking, like, if somebody, you're yeah. a writer, if somebody gave you a eulogy to look at. Here's what you, here's the problem. You don't edit that, right? Here's the problem. Like yes, you do edit it. Here's the issue. You're not the asshole for editing it. You're the asshole for airing out your insecurities and taking them out on your brother who's less intelligent than you. You're the asshole for using this as a chance to be like, look how great I am especially against yeah. a person that doesn't stand a chance. So if you make yourself feel better by making someone who's already at the rock bottom feel worse, like you're a total piece of shit. There, it's all in the delivery. It's all in the delivery. And by the way, yeah, it's clear that you're a writer, not a performer because you have no delivery. So there's oh, abs- yeah. like there's also the version where your brother's kind of, a, kind of pig-headed and obtuse, but I've edited things for people that are like sensitive. And my husband edits my things. And there is Mm -hmm. the black and white pass that you do where it's all about syntax and it's all about commas and stuff like that. And I was very open to that. I'm never like, that's so, you hurt my feelings. You could have been kinder. You could have said, hey, you love him so much. Let's think of another word. Let's do this. So you're the asshole because you're insecure and you took it out on your poor brother who's grieving. Yeah, you could have been like, oh, you know, it would really connect with people more if you gave some examples rather than everybody does this. This is the worst. Yeah, you're or, not like, this ending is bleak. You're like, not such a brilliant writer. And first of all, you cited Yates, like big fucking deal. That's not even like an obscure writer. And also that's trite. Oh, an Irish poem? No one ever does that. Literally everyone other than Jews and black people <laughs> use an Irish. It's the whitest thing you can do. Uh, Yeah. You, you didn't have to do it. At, you're not such a brilliant writer and editor that you're like, when I, when I, I don't make love, I fuck hard. <laughs> so, and you know what? I do it. Or just let the brother give his sad, lame eulogy because it's, it's about the intention. And chances are the best friend isn't going to be like, where's my Irish poem quote? <laughs> looking down. Yeah, and- it's funny because in the comments, people were basically ripping this person's writing apart because the way they wrote this there you go. post there you go. Was, was very poor. The person's a turd. And so they really are, and they're not as brilliant as they think they are. What, is, what, a, what a teachable moment of growth that could have been great, and instead you just shit on your brother. <sighs> yeah. 
And yeah. I and I'm all there, for something... shitting on your brother. I love it, but well, you lost you me at blue collar. To... Like I hated you from that moment. Right. I mean, that was also like comically. What year is evil. it? Yeah. Anyway. I know, but there's something to. I think if you're really good at something, you should be you should be able to adjust your teaching of it to the student. Well, like you can't just have a blanket approach of. Insanity. Yeah, like you have good. to be able to adjust. Yeah, you're yeah. not like some brilliant professor that's like on the spectrum and this is just how it comes out. And connects with the kids and sits on the but chair I, backwards. Uh-huh, hey, you call me Tony. You don't have to call me prof- or Professor D because you can't pronounce my Italian last name. Also, I feel like a lot of people do this. Like they take like they take a moment, like just they take it wherever they can get it to feel superior. I always wonder in interactions, like what's about you feeling superior? I always try to like think about that. To be honest, I was thinking about this recently. Like when I help someone, am I helping them? Like, what am I getting from this? And like, you don't want to get too much out of it. It's supposed to be about helping someone. And if it's to your detriment, that's even better. It was like that episode of Friends where Phoebe helps and she's like, it feels so good. Oh no. (laughs) She lets that bee sting her, yeah. and then it turns out that she finds out bees die. So I do think of that episode a lot. She was not bright. But, yeah, I think a lot of times people, I mean, it's, so, it's such a humble thing to, like, ask for help. And if the person laughs at you or if they make you feel even smaller, it's tough. You got to, you Especially know. Especially if you're not a writer and you sit down and you put pen and paper and you write something for your friend who has passed in his memory and ask someone you know yeah. to edit it and then they rip you yeah, a yeah. new one. That's like monstrous. Yeah. So, I don't know. I wish this person was listening. YTA. It'll be very funny if one of these, the person <laughs> is listening. What's YTA? You are the asshole. Oh! So, in... In Am I the Asshole, when you comment, you have to vote. And your votes are NTA, not the asshole. Because it tallies the votes and you have to put this, the code, in, in your comment. Yeah, I get it. NTA, yeah. not the asshole. YTA, you're the asshole. NAH, no assholes here. Where it's kind of like, you know what? Neither. ESH, everybody sucks here. Oh, what about like you're half, half of an asshole? You, I, I mean, you, if you are, you are. And sometimes they'll say like soft YTA. Soft so like, asshole. Look, you were, you were the jerk. No, they should be but- rating butthole tension. <laughs> Rock hard butthole, soft hole, uh, fisted by Dr. Child butthole. <laughs> All right, let's get out of this. Back to the real questions about the real weddings and the real people with the babies. Hi, Eliza. I'm a male and a big fan from South Africa. Wish I could see you live. Oh, fuck yeah. I love that accent. I re- oh, yeah. I, re- I think it's very cool sounding. It is. <laughs> Take- <laughs> to get to my question, some years ago, I was in a bad situation financially, but met a girl that I seemed to really gel with, oh and she found out about my financial situation. We ended up getting serious, and we got to a point where she had full access to my phone, passwords, etc., and that was just the way things were. As she knew I was under a lot of stress, she paid off some of my debt by making debt in her own name. Oh my! God. She did. This How does on that my birthday work? As a gift. Okay. I don't know. It's a South African thing. Okay. But I told her that I will pay her back, as I can't let her pay that much money and put herself in a financial hole. Also, I find it extremely weird that someone would do this without asking, and for such large sums of money, I've never seen or heard of anything similar. 
This situation caused a lot of friction between us, and she agreed to let me pay her back and eventually got quite adamant on it, but eventually we worked through it, and I realized she did this because she tried to help and because she cares. It has now been two years we were together. A few months ago, she became adamant about never having children, even if we get married, but before that, she always seemed to want children. We are both late 20s, soon to be 30. This is a very big deal for me as I've always wanted to have children and this has driven a big wedge between us as we have spoken about this several times and she only gets more adamant about it and always ends in a fight. The situation started roughly nine months ago. About four months ago, I met a girl that works in the same Uh building as me Uh and we randomly started talking about work when we ended up waiting for our transports and from then it became a regular thing where we would meet up, have a chat about everyday things and head back to work until we swapped numbers and started texting his friends. Uh-oh. We met up and had lunch a few times, but I really started caring for her. She had a young child. She's a single mother too, and is just a wonderful person in general. We've gotten pretty close over the last few weeks, but nothing sexual or explicitly romantic, but it has become somewhat flirty. She knows that I'm with someone and we've talked about it and said that nothing will happen because of this. That's a fun conversation. Thick of it. I'm only here to meet for the bus. <laughs> nothing will happen. I really want to be with this girl and I didn't see this ever happening to me as I've never really dated much in my life. The problem is that I feel trapped in my current situation because of the financial aspect as I feel like I need to pay her back in full if I leave because that would be the right thing to do. But financially, I don't have the means to be able to do this. But also romantically, I no longer want to be with my current partner. What do I do or how do I handle this? Obviously, someone is going to get hurt or angry here, or at least that's what I'm expecting. Currently, I'm considering just biting the bullet and making debt again to pay her back and leaving. If your partner wanted to have kids, would you, I mean, is that like the thing that kind of like the crack that started it all? I think so. I think that made him. It's tough because you're not married and because you're dating, it is that sort of ongoing conversation. And- this isn't to take away from a woman who knows what she wants, but especially in your 20s, like you change, you know, and that's there's a lot of growth there, whether you decide you want kids or not. But I think emotionally, it's very difficult for a man to be in debt to a woman. And I think being in debt to anyone, we hear this a lot on the podcast, puts like strain on a relationship. You can't just enjoy it because you know that there's money owed and it's incredibly stressful. Even if you just owe money to like a bank or something, like people don't sleep well because of that. So I think that was in a weird way, even though it was so kind because she wasn't your wife and like you take on each other's debt. I think that was like the beginning of you feeling kind of not on equal footing. And then she says she doesn't want to have kids and she's digging her heels in even more for whatever reason. And so I think if, even if she said tomorrow, I do want to have kids, I think you're already kind of out. I hate the idea of someone being in debt, but you need to either say, I'm, I'm out. I've set up a payment plan at the bank to make sure that I continue to pay you because this girl's done nothing wrong. She's done nothing wrong. Um, and it's it's not fair to stay with her just because you absolutely. feel like you owe her financially. As much as you think she wants the money back, she doesn't want the money back and to be tied to someone that doesn't love her. No. So she's, I mean, it's it's very easy to make the woman evil. Like, and she doesn't want kids and you do. Oh, what a witch. This girl has done nothing but support you. Um, but if you're not, anytime, you're not into the person with, that you're with, you owe it to them to let them know versus just staying. Nobody wants to be with someone who really doesn't want them, but be a man, 
be like, I have set up a payment plan. Or if that's too weird and too much, be like, I'm paying you back right now and you'll just have to be in debt. I don't know how it works over there. I don't know what kind right. of percentage you got that on. I don't, you know, you don't want to create more debt. Definitely don't let the new lady pay it. Uh, but don't make an asshole out of the girl for having helped you. So figure out how you're going to pay her back. And if you do have a plan, like make sure it's a brief one. Don't be like, I'll pay you back a dollar every day over the next five years. Like you want zero strings attached. You want a clean break. Yeah. It's over. So one of the two, set up a plan where it automatically deducts from your account and goes into hers. I mean, I, this is in America, but like, could she sue you for it? Or do you just- It sounds like it was a gift. And and he just is uncomfortable with that large of a And you gift, know what? That's very good of you to want to yeah. pay it back. So figure out how you're going to do that, but get out of that relationship. However- yeah, you guys are on such different pages. However, I would, mm. I don't know. I don't know this. I'm just going to put this out there. The woman you met at the bus stop, I don't know that she's necessarily the one. She might just be, well, you don't even know she wants more kids but you're not happy in this relationship. So anything seems like if you're thirsty, any liquid seems like a good solution. I would encourage you to break up with this girlfriend if that's what you really want to do and not date the other woman. Give yourself some time because you don't yeah. want to go from one to the other and then you're stuck in another relationship. Does she know about your debt? Like, be honest with yourself, but get out of that relationship. Yeah. That girl doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Okay. Eliza and Baby Arm, please help. You both always have the best wedding advice. And I really need some help in the attendance <sighs> arena. All we have is wedding advice. For context, I recently received a save the date for a wedding in December of this year. It's for a friend I grew up with for the last 16 years, and I'm very excited for her day. Here's where the help is needed. I've been planning a very big move over the last year, and my move date is set for November of this year. Also moving jobs and going to be finishing a semester of grad school during the time of the move. I've already accepted hard truths of moving far away from my friends and family will mean sacrifices because of money slash time, and I've come to terms with that. But that being said, what is the most delicate to explain way I what is the most delicate way to explain why I cannot attend her wedding? She's dear to me, but the finances and time will make it nearly impossible. I will definitely be sending her a very nice gift, and I hope she can understand. Thank you for your help and for your weekly advice. It makes Wednesday the best day of the week. XX. Okay, Eliza, I just did this exact thing. Actually, you avoided a friend's wedding because you didn't want to see them and you pretended it was because no, you were getting your PhD. Okay. No, because I moved. All right, go And ahead. I have been feeling so guilty about it. I put it off the, uh, I did a dick thing and that the, the, um, the RSVP date was August 1st. I literally put my calendar to figure it out oh. Saturday. I was like, I have to figure out Saturday because I just, it's in LA. I, but your thought- friends are awful. This is a good friend though, but no. I thought six months ago I could swing it. And then just having gone out to LA twice, LA and San Diego for work and spending so much money on food, even though I'm getting like reimbursed, I was just like, I can't swing it. I can't buy a flight How and a hotel. How much food did you eat? I was at a convention center. Every meal was oh, like the root beer. convention right. center pricing. Right. You should have brought a sandwich, but okay. All right, all right. To San Diego? Next time ask me. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, and I felt so guilty about it. And I finally just bit the bullet and RSVP'd on the website, RSVP the way you're supposed to RSVP, and then texted her saying, I'm so sorry. What'd you I call just a house. Monster? I can't. Call her. So we don't talk on the phone. Okay. So she's not if a we close talk friend. On the phone, and, I would. Okay. So fuck her. Um, well, so I texted right. and then I sent a nice gift and I put a nice note. Yeah. And Look, that's, I mean, that's all she just wants. Just get it over with. That's all she yeah. wants is a, is a blender with their initials on it. 
I, I appreciate that she's your friend. And I kind of zoned out at the beginning. So you've been friends for 16 years or since you were 16 or something. And now, and now she's moving cross country like I did. So can't, just can't go can't back for the it. wedding. Look, only a, if the girl doesn't understand, then she's not as good a friend as you remember. What matters is that the groom is there and yeah. maybe her family. And it would be great if you were there. You're going to be there. She's not even going to see you because she's going to be dancing and busy. It would be great. Of course she will understand. You call her. I, I'd be like, you call and just be like, I really felt the need yeah. to call you. I'm so broken up about this. I want to make it. I've got this, this, and this, and I financially can't do it. Especially when you say financially versus like, I don't have the spiritual capacity. And you'd be like, yeah. I love you. And I just want to say, I love you so much. And I'm going to get you the best gift. And I would love to visit you guys. Your friend will be like, absolutely. I'm so sorry that stressed you out. It's going to be great. Don't worry about it. Remember, these are your friends. Yeah. They're supposed to be understanding and make life easier. Get, get it over with. I put it off for so long. But then I just, I was looking at it. I was like, I could spend $1,500 to go, that I don't have to like go across the country and get a hotel. Or I could not do that and not feel stressed no. and sick for the next five years. Plus flying right now is a nightmare. You tell her all that, she will be more than understanding. Especially yeah. when you say, and I'd love to come visit you guys at some point. She'll be like, great. So don't worry about it. Yeah. 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 Don't worry about it. I'll call her if you want. No, don't do that. I don't want to do that. You're going to call her. No, that's, you have to pay for that. Like a cameo. Is that a new tier? Is that a new offer you can do? I, Eliza calls and makes excuse. Actually, that's a brilliant idea. Like I'll call into your work. <laughs> for Oh, I saw the saddest thing where Paul Shear, somebody that works with Paul Shear tricked Kevin Sorbo into, he recorded a cameo. He'll record cameo ads. And he, they had him record this ad for like this made up cookie crumble game where it was like, and tease those dough goblins with your frosting cannon and oh my so god! Fake. And they were like, "How much do you think this costs?" Like, and the Rob Hubel guess is like three hundred bucks. He goes, "No, eighty dollars to get Kevin Sorbo to to do a video ad for whatever you to want to endorse your like Nazi proud boy cookie company." Oh, okay. yeah. Well, so hopefully it never comes. You to could that. definitely charge three hundred dollars. I would set up a business calling into work, or I, I would set up a business calling your best friend to explain something. I, I would just give me a hundred bucks. I'll call your friend and be like, here's why Janet's busy. Because you're secretly a bitch. And she doesn't know what to say. She's not tell you that you're a bitch. <laughs> I'll call, your, I'll call you your, your wife and I'll say, your wife wants to come on to you hard and strong, but she's nervous. So open up. I would love to get a call that's just like, hello, this is noted celebrity Eliza Schlesinger. And I am calling to inform you that your <laughs> wife what if it's, does not know what to say to you. This is Eliza Schlesinger. I'll pause while you Wikipedia. Yep. Last comic standing. <laughs> All right. Well, now we're back. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Last comic standing and elder millennial. That's it. Okay. The audio card got full 45 minutes into... Ask Eliza anything. So the episode sounds fine. And then we have about 15 minutes left of Emily's audio of me. It doesn't have to make sense. Just know that if the audio gets weird, it was my fault, but also not. Okay, I'm sorry. Here we go. As a former fan of yours and current fan, but I was first a fan before I knew you. And I, I, the there fact that I found out that you were on the season with, because I never watched Last Comic Standing. I just saw you doing stand-up. Um, that you worked with Richard, Richard Belzer, I have not stopped thinking about. I told you comments. that. Oh, yeah. You told me that like two weeks a, ago and I just keep thinking about it. Like, wow, now I'm impressed with you. 
in like a <laughs> rascal scooter and he had like a tiny little dog. We barely, I mean, I don't remember the interaction at all, but he was on it. All right, we don't talk about this anymore. Hi, Liza and gang. I have quite a doozy of a question. My best yeah. friend who I love dearly has been acting very foolish lately. She recently separated very, from her Very, very foolish. She very, saying, very foolish. She separated from her husband for many reasons that I won't get into. The okay. problem is, is that she is extremely irresponsible with money. She has two kids and is a great mom, but they are with their grandma most of the time due to my friend's job. She pleads poverty and then orders DoorDash, goes to Costco and buys Apple watches. Last time I checked, those were not necessities. My other friend and I were contacted by another friend of hers and were told many things that really open our eyes to how bad the situation is. She opened a credit card under her and her husband's name and completely maxed it out, ruining his and her credit, borrowed five grand from her brother and God only knows from her parents who are not rich. She isn't being honest with herself and shuts down when we try to help. She seems yeah. to want to have the quickest fix possible and bury her head in the sand. She's even resorted to starting an OnlyFans, which I'm not shit talking people who do use that platform, but this is just not her. Another thing she did- She's was, like, but nobody wants to see that shit. <laughs> Another thing she did was post a TikTok crying about how poor she is, and my sister saw it and sent her money because she's a nice person, and I'm worried that my sister's kindness will be used for her next Uber Eats order. She has hit rock bottom, and I don't know what to do. I'm worried she's going to get kicked out of her home for not being able to pay rent. What do I do? Help. It's your sister? This is, no, I think it's her oh, your best, best friend. friend who I love dearly. Sounds like you need a financial intervention because there is the opinion, you know, there's the whole thing with millennials like, oh, you don't need an iPhone. And like the way that people with money look at people without money and they judge their spending habits. That being said, you know, is she getting the DoorDash because she has two kids? Oh, she has a husband though. Well, they're oh, divorced, but the mom. kids are staying oh. with the grandma most of the time because of her I, job. I, it's like you only see what you see. Yeah, You know, you're only seeing a little bit of it. I'm not saying one's right or the other, but it, when you do talk to her, you want to make sure you have all the info. Is she getting DoorDash because she is picking one kid up from something else, picking the other kid up, doesn't have time to, you know, to go to the grocery store. And that makes, excuse me, more sense. Is it that they, you know, it, are these, is it out of luxury or out of necessity? And, you know, I'm just saying, like, if she's the Apple going Watch. to Costco too. She can go to Costco and get all her stuff. She doesn't have to DoorDash. As a door, I, as a DoorDasher who had to stop because I was like, this is not a good way to spend my money when I'm paying a mortgage. No, it's, it's, really it's really expensive. It's exorbitant. Um, that being said, I guess I would want to get some more intel because you don't know what her house looks like. You don't know what else she's buying on. But if it is, if it is that she has a spending problem because there are people who need financial interventions and there are people who live beyond their means. And it is tough because you look at social media and it looks like everyone's a millionaire and people prioritize luxury in a way. This isn't like, oh, millennial buying avocado toast. This is people prioritizing luxury, thinking you should have everything because it's like keeping up with the Joneses. Of course, I have to get my nails done. Of course, I need to wear a Gucci belt. Of course, I need to go out to dinner. We tend to look at things that are luxury purchases as necessities. And you have to learn or come from, you know, living within your means. If you grew up a certain way, then you remember like going out to eat is a privilege. It isn't a given. I, I have a baby. The day she says we need to order sushi is the day we have a problem. You know, I'll never forget that. I did Kelly Clarkson's show and we were chatting and 
uh, in between the breaks. And she's really down to earth, super cool. We're both from Texas. I think she's from Fort Worth. And we were just, I, I remember she was like a waitress when she won American Idol. And she said something like, the other day my kids asked for sushi. And I was like, who are you? <laughs> and I was like, you're absolutely right. That's garbage. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like a financial intervention because she's probably really embarrassed, you know, or it's kind of not your place. That's tough. Cause you, cause she's going to be so defensive about it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I've never had to do that. And there is a 1% part deliciousness about watching like the schadenfreude of seeing someone do all that. Can you go over there and like, take a look around and just be like, what's going on with you? Yeah. You know, if you're going online and talking about how poor you are, either you really are, or it's a scam. Uh, I don't know what kind of job she has. She could just be bad with money. A lot of people are, and it's hard to, you'll never hit rock bottom if people are always giving you money. So it might be like a group get together kind of thing. Like yeah, a drug intervention. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like every time she can't get DoorDash or something, someone sends her money. So she really hasn't had to actually cut back. She can do whatever she wants and someone else will bail her out. And that's tough to be like, yeah, just go to the store, get a thing of frozen chicken, get a thing of vegetables and limit yourself. Because nobody wants to live like that, but it has to be earned. And I feel like she'll find a lot more empowerment from being able to afford these things. Nothing better than balancing that checkbook. You are in the black. No one has a checkbook anymore, but I remember. Anywho. My mom still that's not a, does. Balances it. That's a very... It balances it thing. and pays pays checks via bill. I feel like every every weekend she's like, I got to go pay bills. And we're like, why? Go on your computer. I resent when it's automated and they still send me a paper statement. I'm like, I don't even want to know who my cell phone company is. <laughs> top of the cop? Yes. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Of the cob. Okay, my I okay, I'm gonna start with bottom. Okay. I am not. Everybody thinks I'm gonna tell you about my harrowing Air Canada experience, but I'm not because I already chronicled it on my Instagram. I did not make it a story because I've learned from you people. People are always like, oh my god, please make this a highlight so I can't revisit it. No one ever does. So I didn't do it. It's gone. The scarring will remain. And my disdain for Air Canada will remain. Will I still fly them if I have to? Of course. You guys only have two fucking airlines there. Um, it's not true. We have Sunwing. Okay. Um, that was awful. But my bottom of the cob is something innocuous. And it is the, how horrible of a search engine exists within Gmail when you're searching your own Gmail. You're like, I'm trying to find an email to my friend Allison. They're like, great. Here's your spectrum bill from 2011. <laughs> it really is. You know what? That's the thing that I was always envious of with like your your manager's assistants. Like anybody in kind of Hollywood assistant realm has like oh my God. really good search abilities within their outlook and they can like dig things up. But I'd be like, I don't know. I'm searching Gmail. Leave me alone. I'll be like, I need the tour numbers from last year from Joe's assistant. They'll be like, do you mean Josephina? The restaurant you ate at in 2008? cannot find it. I'm like, really? Because it's right here. Like, what happened to keywords? So that's my bottom of the cob is how bad that is. Oh, wait. Uh, another. You have another one? My other bottom of the cob is this. I am, Look, we all have to eat. We all have to buy certain things. But I encourage... I want to make a TikTok about this, but I'm just encouraging people, like, stop buying things for fun. We are... People are getting being taken advantage of. My 
mother-in-law was like, oh, I want a pair of gold hoop earrings like yours. I was like, yeah, I keep them in all the time. I bought these wherever. And I was like, you, you should get some. So she goes, great. I have a $200 gift card to Bloomingdale. So she goes online to find a pair of gold hinged hoop earrings. She found a pair for $198, $189, marked down from $999. <laughs> I took a screen grab. I understand things get marked up, especially at a Bloomingdale's, or especially at a Neiman Marcus, needless markup. I understand you're paying retail for this experience. Where do you get off? You should never let them go for 189 because now the curtain's been pulled back and we see how dirty that matrix is. Yeah. $1,000 down to 200 Yeah. So either you're dirty liars or your product is garbage and worthless. <laughs> either way, I can't have it. Thank yeah. you. So stop buying stuff. Quit the runs to Target. You want mental health? Take a fucking walk. I buy almost nothing now that isn't a necessity because nothing feels good. Yeah. Stop thinking you're getting this dopamine hit. Everything is out of control expensive. Yeah. Okay, that's all. You go ahead. Uh, my bottom of the cob is related I did a, to... Sorry. <laughs> I did a double bottom. Okay. Okay. Um, I... Instagram changed last week and then is maybe changing back because the Kylie Jenner complained. But yes. <laughs> everything now is like video-based. Oh, I mean, you- so Instagram became even... Instagram's trying to become TikTok. And it's very annoying and reels are what get views. And I work in social media now. And so it's like, I just always have to be like, oh, what's going to get views? What's going to get views? And I hate my bottom of the cob is that it's translating over into my personal life of usually I just post what I think is funny or that I want to preserve, like pictures of Gracie that I know no one else cares about. But more and more, I'm like, God, do I have to like do a funny video? I don't want to. I don't work in that space. Uh I, I, I... I ordered some wild bills from the computer and then I was like, oh, I should do a funny video of this. And then I couldn't bring myself to do it. I was like, I'm not going to sit here and do a video of myself. How do I think I am? And that's like- You ordered some what? Wild bills, the root beer place. You can't say it like people know. Like root, <laughs> we're not all the root sixty dollar, The $60 root beer. I ordered a sampler pack to see. This is what I'm talking about. Not buying things. Well, I ordered it, but I didn't do a video because I was like, this is just, who, I, there's something I feel, it's like when somebody watermarks their video and I know you're supposed to do it, but it's like, where do you get off thinking that someone else you wants off? your video? Like, where do I so, get off thinking people want to watch me talk about root beer? And You so, know what? <sighs> Crazier things. It's, but it's just, I hate that I'm thinking to this degree and not just like posting something because I want to post it, you know? I completely agree. And it's that like everything is content thing. And it's like, what is going on? You just want us looking at your app 24 hours a day. Yeah. Not everything is content. Like it's nice if you're like taking a dump and you just watch someone like assemble a sandwich. But like, I think more and more people are like backing away and they're just like, I don't want to do this. I, I, we had a call with TikTok um, about this like feature and it was super great. She was like, so let me ask you a question. Like, why do you not do these videos and do these? Or why haven't you explored this feature? And I was like, because I don't live on this app and I think it's bad for your mental health and I can't like become invested. Like, thankfully, I remember the world without the internet and I'm a little bit older. So this isn't my end all be all. But like at a certain point, you got to like put the phone down and go like sniff a flower. Yeah. No, it's... um. Remember when I was just like, look at your friends, have fun. And now I don't even look at static posts. I just look at stories. But there's no, and there's, I feel like every static post I'm being delivered is not from my friends. Yeah, that's true. Um, Okay, my top of the cob, I've been, I just 
was made aware, I guess, I guess I knew this, but I've been doing Pilates now for about six months, mm-hmm. maybe five months. And is it expensive? Yes. You know, it's not cheap. You can do it from your phone, you know, but you, you really need to do it with someone to learn exactly what to do. You can't just do it by yourself. Like there's different things you need to engage, whatever. I, my body has changed and I have not felt, I've always felt really good about my body in whatever iteration. And I base that simply off the fact that if you're doing it for a male gaze, like they are, they're, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always felt good about my body. My body's never looked like this. And I put on a pair of pants the other day and they were like a little bit big. So they look like low rise. And I haven't worn low rise pants since I was like, since they were in. So like in my like late twenties and I'm like, I guess I wear low rise pants now mm-hmm. because after X amount of classes, your body just like snaps and I'm so happy. So I am the biggest proponent. I get that they're expensive, but you can take a class. You can do it online. Mm-hmm. It has changed my body. And I've never done a consistent type of workout. I've always just worked out. And I'm just so pumped. I like caught a glimmer. I caught a glimpse, excuse me, of like my thigh outline the other day. And I was like a beautiful parakeet staring at itself in a mirror. And I just kept like moving it. How because often I have definitely I do it a lot. I understand okay. that most people can't. I do it like two to three times a week. Okay. But I also, just so people know, two to three times a week and I do nothing else. I don't diet. Sometimes I'll do cardio on the elliptical for like 20 to 30 minutes, but that's it. Game changer. Is this, is, are you using one of those like Pilates machines or you're just doing it? I have an instructor that comes to my house Mm -hmm. and we do it on the mat. So Mm -hmm. it's all stuff you can do without any equipment. Mm -hmm. Incredible. That's all I got to say. So if you're thinking about it and if you have the financial means, best part about a trainer is you can zone out and they will watch everything. (laughs) So I chug some coffee. I turn my brain off. We go. And then before I know it, the class is over and my body is different. Yeah. And so if you can, even if you can just take classes, even if you can do it online, go for it. You will work muscles in your body. You didn't know you had, and you're thinking your crotch is going to break and it's not. And I'm pumped. That's all. I'm, I'm a convert. It's no Wild Bill Hill Hickok root beer story, but it is my story. <laughs> we it's live story. opposite lives. Yeah, we do. Um, but and yet, and yet, love each other so much. And yet, my uh, my top of the cob is. Uh, I was still thinking about it when I was at San Diego Comic Con. The one event I got to go to was uh, the Asylum 25th anniversary. Who make like Sharknado, etc. And I got a <laughs> free shirt, and I met. Sana Loken, aka Terminator 3, who was the first guest on my podcast. Oh, yeah, uh, I remember that. Casper Van Deen and Sean Young. And Sean Young, people oh, know no. from Blade Runner. I really love from Ace Ventura and was talking to her about Ace Ventura. And um, wait, wait, just so people know, because mm-hmm. no one listening to this knows her from Blade Runner, she was Einhorn and Finkel yes. in Ace Ventura. Yes. Sean when Young. It was, before we knew, before the world here's, clicked into not making fun of trans people. The argument I will make, and you can tell me if we have to cut this, but. I don't think it's transphobic because, look, the reaction, yes, them plunging their mouths because they kissed a man. But she was not a trans 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 person. She was a man doing a crime to such a crazy degree that he became a woman just to do this crime. He didn't feel like a woman. It was a insane disguise. And so he did trick them and they all kissed this football player that they didn't want to kiss. Now, yes, of course, because it was the 90s, the joke was it's a man. But- he he was not trans. He was a crazy football player. So just my I don't know. I also, as someone who's like fiercely an ally for trans people, I will say 
a man getting a taste of what it's like to kiss someone you didn't want to kiss. Like, of course you're upset. I don't want to kiss. I do, you don't have to freak out, but like, yeah, no one wants to kiss someone they don't want to kiss. Right. Yeah. Okay. Especially if it's like uh, some football guy you like, I've been a fan of forever. And then it's just, yeah, that's, you know, laces out. Anyway, great laces movie. out. Great, great movie. movie. That's all I know about football is from. <laughs> laces out. He missed the kick. Michael goes down. Or was it Finkel? Ray Finkel. That was right. Ray Finkel. Okay. That's a fun. That's a cute top of the cob. Folks, coming out. Uh, if you live in LA, I'm doing a ton of shows locally, just kind of, you know, starting to build up another hour. Um, and I guess the next big gig to plug would be Atlantic City and Newark coming up here in a few weeks. Uh, and you can always pre order my new book, All Things Aside. I am actually doing the narration, the audiobook, this week. But you should still buy the, the regular book because, you know, you can't forget how to read. And you will if you don't read my book. To find your local shows, should they just go to Instagram? Should they go to comedystore.com? You know, it's a real crapshoot because you have to go on their websites to see if I'm on. Or sometimes I post them. I don't know. I don't know how you're going to find me. Oh, my God. Card full. (gasps) Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.